You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Wow, good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenn DeGeek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January 11th, episode 3097, brought to you today by Stateline Tech. Good morning, Horse World. Hey, you made it to Wednesday. Only three days left till a weekend full of horsey fun. Lucky for you, you have Jamie and Glenn to get you through on Horses in the Morning. Well, good morning, everybody. Today on the show, in our Daily Dose Health segment, we speak to Pam Neff about head shaking syndrome. I saw one of our listeners post asking about that, and I thought, oh, oh, I know we did a segment on that, so we'll go over that again. Plus, uh, our first study show of 2023. Yeah, they're still doing crappy studies and wasting a lot of money. And some weird news. Apparently that's still happening in the world too. And Jamie, you have a post show that you have planned for today. Yes. I I talked to you guys on Monday. I teased a little bit of um, drama that I have. There's two, there's not drama. There's two things going on in my life. And so I'm going to tell you about one of them today in the post show. And then um, the other one I will tell you about on Friday. And probably uh, I have to do that one in the regular show, but this one involves if this doesn't make you want to be an auditor, I don't know what will. Horse shopping and really bad ads combined. There you <laughs> there go. You go. <laughs> Perfect post show. You know, the, as I talked about last week, the Pennsylvania Farm Show is going on right now. And one of the big highlight events that we used to watch all the time at the Pennsylvania Farm Show is horse and pony pulling. And that's where they, they pull the weights. And I have to tell you that... Uh, A Mercer County horse, 33 years old, won first prize in the heavyweight division of the Pennsylvania Farm Show Pony Pulling Contest. What? So here, now they they pull them in pairs. So It's a horse that's 33? It's a pony. A pony that's 33 years old. It was in the pony division. So the pony's name was Jack. He's 33, and he was teamed up with Fred, who's 10. They always Jack do pairs. Fred. Oh. <laughs> you remember what we talk about? Pretty simple names in the farm world. Uh, they beat three other heavyweight pony teams by pulling 6,500 pounds of cedar blocks, 13 and a half feet. And the driver said that, or it was the driver's first time to win in his 15 years of farm show competition. Um he said Jack works every day. He hauls the manure when we spread it and has the energy of a six-year-old. Okay. See, you said 33-year-old horse, and I was like, oh, dear God, let that thing retire. And then you said it was a 33-year-old pony, and I'm like, man, he's got 20 more yeah, years. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we drove my first pony uh, in and all over the place until uh, about 35 years old and died at 42. So, wow. yeah, Jack's got another 10 years in him yet. Uh, but yeah, so that was a pretty cool story coming out of the farm show. They're not done yet. Ponies are tough. They're just yeah, tough. Yeah, no kidding. And we all know those ponies that you have them when they're 30 and they're still as spry as ever. And if you if you don't do something with them, you're going to have trouble because they want to do stuff. And uh, apparently Jack is that way. Jack and Fred. <laughs> I wonder Love how it. many Jack and Freds there are in the 
in the horse and pony pulling competition. Do they ever do pairs with mares and geldings together? Or is it usually like two of the same? No, I don't know. I don't remember that. They do minis too, by the way. They have a six, they do six in hand uh, pulling with minis. (laughs) I wonder what weight they pull. That'd be funny. All right. That's uh, that's my news out of Pennsylvania. So we have a couple of auditor birthdays, Sabrina Penrod, Amy Robinson, Kathy White, and Horse Lovers Cruiser Lynn. Lynn, a happy birthday to you. I think Lynn is one of the listeners that we have met most often in person. I think we've met her at least a hundred times. In I think she came. She came help me at the makeover. Yeah, well, she and she goes to every Rolex. She's been on every cruise, and also Reese Koffler Stanfield, host of the Dressage Radio Show. It's her birthday as well. She's down there in Wellington. Yesterday, she texted me that she rode thirteen horses yesterday. So they're working, getting ready for the season down there. That's for sure. Um, okay, a couple things. It's my last full day of medicating this horse's eyeball. Oh, oh it's my only God. been two months. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you guys, every three hours, just a couple of days ago, it went from I didn't have to get up all night long every three hours and do this. But I had a horse that was boarded here. Well, his name is Salvo. He came for training from Horse and Hound. And I called my friend in Colorado and I'm like, I have got the horse for you. This horse is perfect. And he's like, oh, I can't come get him till January. And so he went back and boarded him at Horse and Hound. Send him here for a refresher before he comes and picks him up. The last day before he's coming to get him, I, I took him to the vet and I said, hey, I need uh, a Coggins and Health cert. And it's like, and I said, and flesh is ducks because he's got a little runny eye. And he was, she was like, mm, he's got um, like a hole. So like he got poked in the eye by something. And so enter medication every three hours. I mean, this has been going on for weeks. My husband went on a ski trip. I didn't get to go because I have to medicate the horse eyeball every three hours. So anyway, long story short, he's coming to get him tomorrow. I'm so excited. I'm so ready to like people. I, I went and took Lucas to karate and all the parents are like, where have you been? We haven't seen you forever. What have you been doing? And all I could think, and I'm not going to tell them that because I'm not horse people. I'm like, medicating a horse's eyeball that's all i do is like oh it's 11 i gotta go down the barn you know it's just constant so anyway that's exciting so that's one thing well um, you go into the barn the, your barn sits a little ways from the house so it, when you get up at three in the morning it, then you gotta you gotta get the gator out you gotta drive down there it's i'm telling you thing. what it's what's really exciting is the the only saving grace is it's been relatively nice warm weather this week it's been a the end last week there's like a crazy january of awesome weather and so i've got to give thanks for that because otherwise you should have been like just remove quarters by the barn (laughs) just remove the eyeball it'll be fine is the tube thing still in there yes are they gonna transport it with the tube thing Yes, yeah. I got to put a little slinky on him and get him hauling with it and yeah, all the things. So, should be fun. And he's Yay. going to Colorado where it's warm and sunny. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Should be nice. <laughs> they do have a nice barn. This great, great dude that's going to have a horse. He actually has set an appointment. He gets in tonight around 1 a.m. and he's going to stay at our house. And then he is leaving tomorrow, but not before he set up an appointment with the vet. He was like, I want you to stand with me. He's like, all they have is Calvets up there. He's like, I want you to stand with me and show me every detail. And so he's get, he's set up an entire vet appointment to make sure he understands how to do this. This is like the greatest dude in the history of dudes. I love this guy. So anyway, it's good. It's great. It's going to work out great. I'm, I'm, I'm so, so, so excited. He's <laughs> leaving. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so excited. This horse, he sees me and he's like, God dang it. You so much but he's so good like he's like tries to be good and he's like but i hate you yeah. i hate you yeah, he's gonna be glad to see you go oh yeah he's, he's gonna, gonna jump wait. in that trailer he's gonna give you the finger on his way out <laughs> exactly and i'm like guess what you still got two more weeks of it uh so the, the other thing is um last uh, sunday was my husband's birthday and so i surprised him with a birthday gift and i just figured that i would tell you glenn because i knew you would appreciate it um if I were to give you a, if you say yes or no, do you think my husband enjoys musicals? Like Broadway musicals? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> you would be correct. <laughs> but the good news is I got him tickets to a Broadway musical. We're doing study show today, and I guarantee you this is studies that show that uh, 98% of men don't enjoy Broadway musicals. Maybe I'm 90%. You, yeah, 90%. I, I, He's uh, he's so uh, you got a gift for yourself for him, is that yeah, pretty much? Um, I am officially I gave him tickets to a musical, it's not Broadway, it's going to be here in Oklahoma City. Uh, I but but of all the musicals, I'm like, this is the one musical he would like because it is Book of Mormon. Have you heard of Book of Mormon? I've heard of it, I don't know much about it. It was created and written. It's like won seven Tony Awards for like best musical. And it was created by the same guys who created South Park. So, you know, it's going to be funny. I haven't I haven't read any reviews. I haven't read I haven't read the plot. I just want to go in there and like kind of like absorb it. So, of course, I think in the card, I'm like, hey, date night, Friday night. He's like, oh, cool. What are we doing? I'm like, we're going to do a musical. And he's like. <laughs> What? Well, if you can have a good nap. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I made him take me to Phantom of the Opera in Vegas, and literally five minutes in, I hear. <laughs> I was like, wake up, it's in Vegas, it's a great show, wake up, how dare you not listen to the music of the night? <sighs> so, musical I, it is on I'm Friday the one night. that couldn't get through Hamilton. I just couldn't get oh, really? 10 minutes in. And Hamilton, you know, the biggest Broadway show in the history of Broadway shows. I'm 10 minutes in gone. Even Jennifer couldn't get through Hamilton. Oh, uh, gosh. I watched it on Disney Plus and I was like, <gasps> I know. I and think then I look- either. But then I don't like songs and movies. So exactly. you know, he's the same I'm as just- Chad. He's like, if I have to listen to the lyrics to get the story, yeah, he's like, that's I, exactly right. Boy, you boys don't <laughs> listen to lyrics. And us girls are like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. It's so beautiful. Tad, tell Chad, um, I won't be far. I'll be in Dallas. Tell him I'll come up and we can go watch Top Gun again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we bought that, and then like two <laughs> days later, it came out on our yes, endlessly playing on streaming. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, great, that was twenty five dollars wasted. <laughs> but anyway, oh, yeah. So speaking musical. of of uh, airplanes, so I, there was this press release yesterday from the World Equestrian Center. Let me read part of this to you. The World Equestrian Center today announced a partnership naming Wheels Up the official private aviation partner and hospitality sponsor of the World Equestrian Center. 
So that got me thinking. I know there's a... By the way, these people that we're going to talk about now are not like us. Um, so I know there's a certain subset of riders that fly from Wellington to Ocala on the weekends and fly home in private planes uh, to ride up here, to do their showing here. And then they'll show during the week, week and train down in Wellington. And then they have a string of horses up here that they'll show then at WAC or at HITS or one of those up here. And they fly in to do that on a private jet and then fly home. So I got to thinking, I wonder how much that costs. Okay. So I, I looked up, I couldn't find this particular company, this Wheels Up company, but there's a number of companies that do this. And we, I know what Wheels Up is because they do commercials during like the Kentucky Derby. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so I found others that do this and I found the rates. So this is a small jet. You can get small, medium, and large size jets for private. Did you know that? <laughs> I, I did because when jet, there's an, a little airport close to here and there's a lot of oil money around and um, I'll look up and I'll say, Chad, I was like a game. I always go, what kind of plane is that? And I'll look up and I go, oh, what kind of plane is that? And he goes, that's an expensive one. <laughs> Anything and so the with little two ones, jets on it's and then expensive. the bigger, yeah, it's, that's expensive. <laughs> well, so it's a four-hour drive from here to Wellington. And Ocala doesn't, it's not a commercial airport, it's a private airport. So, so if you're going to hop on for the weekend to ride your two horses over at the World Equestrian Center for a round trip, it's anywhere from five to $10,000. To, from Ocala to where? To Wellington. So if you're going to come up from oh, that's Wellington. that's not very far. <laughs> it's four hours. It's an hour and 20-minute flight. Uh, but it's going to be five to $10,000 round trip, depending on the day and time and all I mean, that, literally, so. you could drive for like $45 in gas. Yeah, but they don't have time for that. So they fly up, and they, there's no commercial service. So they fly up on these private oh, wow. jets. And <laughs> good. Oh, wow. So let's say they come up 10 times during the season. You know, you're spending what fifty to a hundred thousand dollars just for flights to fly to fly up and ride your horses. Not to mention your horses that are at each location with full time paid mm. employees and grooms That's and trainers. Why I said these people are not like us. <laughs> They're different. They're not like us. You just want to be like, well, how how do they get that money? How do they get that I, money? What I do you do? My, I ask myself that every day when I see the farms <laughs> around here. <laughs> how do you do that? What are you doing? Yep, I ask that all the time. So, yeah, there you go. Wow, amazing. <laughs> now, I will say that the one thing World Equestrian Center did right is he bought land, like, within a half mile of the airport. That's so, his runway. Yeah, it's basically his run. I'm surprised he didn't put one in, to be honest, come to think about it now. Oh, it's on the way. <laughs> uh, all right, you ready for some study show? Uh, I don't know. All right, you have to guess. You're guessing uh -huh. today. Let me prepare myself. So I don't even have a bumper for this yet. I got to get a bumper made for studies. We've only been doing it for seven years. I, I mean, know. it's fine, whatever. So study shows started a long time ago when Jamie and I were kept looking at these various studies, horse and non-horse, going, they spent money in that? We already know the answer. We already know the answer for the last hundred years. It's never Unless, changed. Unless, of course, it's like coffee where one makes yeah. you, you know, it's yes. terrible for you and the next study is really good for you. Yeah, well, we've had a lot of those over the years. So that's why we do study show and, and Jamie and everybody at home can guess the answers to these studies, and then we can talk about how ridiculous they are. By the way, I only look at the headlines. I never read the article ever because that takes too much time. So here we go. Studies show three new studies show weight, weight loss, something that's in every month's study show for the last seven years. Three new studies show weight loss isn't all about... Weight loss isn't all about what you eat. 
Well, you're got half right. Uh, really? Three new studies show weight loss isn't all about diet and exercise. I got to admit, I almost clicked on that because I was like, what else is there? <laughs> Can I tell you a story? Can I tell you something real yeah. quick? Okay. So um, I've lost like 15 pounds. How did you lose 15 pounds? You're tiny. No, no, no. I, I just, something happened and it doesn't matter how much I exercise. It's or getting diet, up every three hours. To put stuff well, yeah, no, now it's just stress. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I'm done. I, I just had to go. I don't hate me. Like I just had to go and buy I was like in size 10 and then I went down to size eight and then I had was like, I need to go buy some size sixes. And then I was buying the sixes and I've been wearing those for a month and then I've got to go back to buying fours. I'm in pants size four now. Do you just and not I was eat? like, what is going on? And, and my mother-in-law comes over and she's like, hmm, what is going on with you? And I was like, nothing like a healthy dose of anorexia. And she's like, oh, is that what's wrong with you? And I was like, no, 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 I, no, not anymore. No, I'm fine. I don't, I don't know. I'm just losing. It turns out that when I was having all those super crazy hot flashes, hmm. you know, uh, that was causing me to not lose any weight. And now that I'm on like, I'm on estrogen and progesterone, all these things, it's just melting off. It has nothing to do with me. It's just the medication. And then I was looking up side if effects Jamie's of just estrogen. Pissed you off, email Jennifer at horse No, go, go, go get yourself some estrogen, ladies, because I lay, <laughs> oh my God. And then I was looking up side effects of it because I was like, what's going, what are the side effects of these medications that I'm taking? And then one of the side effects of estrogen is weight loss. All right, just telling you, just, you know, if you're like, like me, I was like, why am I gaining weight and I'm exercising? I'm not eating anything. Thing. I mean, I was like doing all the things and nothing was working. And then I got my hormones balanced and boom, I'm like energetic and I feel better and I look better and I have smaller pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing too, with this study, it is that it's partly, it's partly uh, chemicals. It's partly inherited. Balancing your hormones. Yeah. It's, I think it's partly all of that stuff. It's your genes. Right. Studies show that processed foods. By the way, none of what I say reflects the horse radio network. So that's you know. correct. Yeah, nothing that either one of us says reflects the horse radio <laughs> network now. Um, studies show that processed foods. Oh, they're so good for you. That is, that is correct. Shut up. No, I was, I was lying. <laughs> Studies show that processed foods are less healthy than fresh foods. Somebody spent money on that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why don't they just give us the money? You mean Velveeta it? cheese isn't as good for me as something straight out of the cow made on a farm? What? Mm, That's apparently crazy. Apparently not. Apparently not. Studies show that dry January dot 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 doesn't work. <laughs> No, actually, you are wrong in this one. Studies show that dry January can have benefits that last a lifetime. Dry January, I'm assuming that's like not drinking. Yeah, not drinking. You tried that one year, I think, and then failed no, miserably. No, 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 no I don't no, do no, dry no. January. I did veganuary. Oh, I did. Ve right. I was a vegan in January for like several times up until the vegan challenge was like, hey, submit a picture of you as a vegan. We want to see what you guys do. And I submitted a picture of me and a horse and they were like, you riding horses is cruel. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm done. Now, I avoided the studies that were talking about vegans this month because there were a couple of those talking about how being a vegan is bad for you. So I avoided oh, those because I didn't want to upset you today. Uh, but dry January apparently can have benefits that last a lifetime. My only guess there is that the reason it can benefit you a lifetime is if you actually drink less after dry January. <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, I'm like, you're like, wow, this is a really healthy lifestyle choice. I should probably not drink anymore. Yeah. <laughs> then or I have feel no better friends. and I shouldn't drink anymore. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. I'm guessing that's why. Um, it makes sense. So the next one I have personal experience with, by the way, if you hear chainsawing in the background, it is because yeah. they are chainsawing in the background. If you notice that Glenn is a little grumpy, it's because his computer is having problems and there's a chainsaw going outside and he's just like kind of a hot There's mess. a huge crane out there. It's the house directly behind us and it had a big tree. And I'm feeling the termites got to it too and that's why they're taking it down. But there's a huge crane out there and I'm just hoping they don't drop it on our house. Uh, <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> study, if we go away during the middle of the show, you'll know. Uh, studies show that colonoscopies colonoscopies are uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Save lives. Now, again, haven't we studied this one a lot? I'm living proof of that, actually. Is that really a thing? Like, yeah, some people need to be told that... that showed it saves lives. Like, okay, two years ago, when we knew it saved lives, apparently we don't believe it anymore. We have to just recheck, make sure it's still saving lives. Studies show... That, oh, this is this one. I almost read this one, too. Studies show that traffic will continue to get blank across the country. It's going to get so much better. Correct. Get more cars and people. No, I lied about that. One too. cars. Apparently, <laughs> study traffic's just going to keep getting worse. Who knew? More people, more cars, worse traffic. That's and, crazy. And less road maintenance. That doesn't help either. <laughs> traffic here in Ocala now has gotten ridiculous. Really? Uh, studies show that helping others is a waste of time. <laughs> has health benefits for you. Again, a study that we've had about 55 times since we started doing this. I'm just going to be contrary today. I'm just okay. going to guess the opposite. Okay. All right. Well, you're doing good. Thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> this one... Goal achieved. <laughs> this one you may not get. Studies show that wearing socks to bed while you're sleeping... Blank. Uh, it's got to be... I mean, let me tell you... Well, it goes one I, or two ways. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 probably bad for your health, for your heart. It's going to like limit circulation, and you're going to have like some sort of like coronary. You're going to have some sort of like a stroke because your socks are squeezing your feet. To get it, I have not known Jennifer in the entire thirty some years we've been together to ever sleep without socks. I don't care what the temperature really? is; she sleeps with socks every night. And apparently, this study shows she's right because uh, the studies show that help uh, that. Wearing socks to sleep improves sleep quality. Really? Oh, I hate sleeping in socks. Me too. <laughs> Don't trap me. Well, okay, let's think about this. Jennifer sleeps like a log, can sleep 10 hours a night without waking up for a hurricane. She slept through Irma. You and I don't sleep so well. <gasps> we need socks. We need to wear socks. Is it like, do, does the study talk about what type of socks I need? Because at Amy, this point, I'm willing to try anything. I said at the beginning of the segment is I you don't, don't read you don't the studies. <laughs> no follow-up questions. Sorry, I'll figure that out. But if you take a look at it anecdotally, Jennifer sleeps really well. It's not a very big field to study from. There's only three of us. <laughs> That's true. Okay, I here's what I want to do. I'm going to open this study up. I'm going to go on the Horses in the Morning Facebook Auditor's Facebook page and be like, do you wear socks when you sleep? Socks or no socks? Sleep well? Don't sleep well. Okay, good. Yeah, do that. I'm going to do my own study, we'll and guess study. what? It's going to be free. And maybe for the next week, you should wear socks and see if you sleep better. That ain't well, happening. let's just see what happens. <laughs> Studies show that getting into nature can help. 
somebody's not do a study about getting into nature helps your um let's see helps your emotional state correct relieves anxiety <laughs> oh god i was, i should have guessed something different how many how many studies have we seen over the years so getting out and taking a walk can help amazing studies show it takes how many days this one was interesting and i read it now, it was scientific, and I only understood about a tenth of it, but studies show that it takes how many days to form a habit? I want your guess. Oh, I know this one. It's 22. No. They thought it was in the 20s or 30s, but it is not. To truly form a habit, it takes 66 days. Of and doing something every day, 66 days. 66 days to form a habit. Now, goes they that idea. did I had say, to do push-ups every morning. They did say, and this is interesting, and it's what I would have guessed. They did say that to form a bad habit takes less time than to form a good habit. Oh, why is that surprising? And why do you know that? You said you don't read studies. I did read this one because I found it so fascinating. It was like, yeah, to form a good habit takes a lot longer to form a bad habit. So I I thought that was interesting. Now this is a horsey one. Studies show studies show that mares show what behavior towards humans and horses when they're in season. So mares in season are they grumpier or less grumpier toward humans? Towards humans, I think they're grumpier because, like, I had a mare that would go into heat and, like, she didn't want to be brushed. She didn't want anything. So I'm going to say that they're ultra loving during season. And you'd be wrong. Oh, yes, you're right. <laughs> you caught what? me off guard. <laughs> they're apparently much more loving toward humans when they're in season. The study They're showed. like, hello, can you get me a husband, please? <laughs> and not so toward other horses, but apparently more so to most. Unless it's, you know, you know a potential husband. This was a study I almost talked about the other day. Studies show that horses age better or worse than humans, physically. Well, Duke is 30s, and he's looking pretty tight. So, I mean, I'm going to yeah, go we better. we had a pony that won a pulling competition. Yeah, 33. Yeah, yeah they, they age better than humans because they probably don't eat the processed foods we talked about Exactly. Earlier. There's no coffee, <laughs> alcohol, or processed foods. Yeah, you're right. They did give up alcohol. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's something to do with it, too. They, they, you know what? They don't sleep in socks, so suck hey, I, it. I just heard a crash, so hold on while I look. Is your is your fence still up as they're taking that tree down behind your... All right, my fence is still there. <laughs> I don't know what happened. To, I don't know what happened over there, but my fence is still there, so we're good. Um, and the final one, studies show that horses that stay hydrated... Dot, dot, dot. D- colicless live longer you you got a lot of these right because they i didn't were mean obvious. to <laughs> for the horse ones. Uh, by the way the next one i read i in the list when i did my google search studies show that horses that stay hydrated live longer the next study said studies that show human or studies show that humans that stay hydrated live longer Wow! Amazing. They they could probably combine their study and save money. Yeah, if you're if you're not uh, anemic, you probably live longer. So there you go. That's weird. Hey, by the way, this whole like weight loss thing. Um, don't take my word for it. Talk to your doctor. I had a doctor go through all that. Feeling like I shouldn't have said all that, but anyway, it is what it is. No, I think you just pissed off half the people in the audience. But I mean, you know. I just balanced my hormones. <laughs> well, I that didn't is change part anything. of it. Yes. I still heavily Study drink. Study show balanced hormones causes weight loss. <laughs> Study show if you heavily drink and you balance your hormones, you'll still lose weight. 
All right, let's talk about our sponsor this time, and then we're going to get to our guest and our horse health segment, and that is State Line Tech. Now, I haven't been over there yet this morning, so let me take a look at what the headlines... I love the the front opener is, I thought I went to the wrong website, so I went to statelinetech.com, and it says, oops, like this big banner, oops, we bought too much, clear our overstock, 75% off things. You know, that's funny that that this is that way, because I read an article yesterday. <laughs> oh, God. Did you read a study about Oops <laughs> website? Uh, apparently, uh, a lot of retailers just overbought, you know, because everything was selling so well during COVID. And then, you know, then all of a sudden inflation and people stopped buying. And now all of a sudden they have stuff to get rid of. Okay. So there's some Dublin boots on here. Let me tell you, I bought, you know, those big, tall um, boots that I clunk around in all the time. Oh, the, They're the not river r- boots and those Yeah, kind of, the river yeah. boots. I bought one brand. And I can't, I, I'd never bought them before and I can't get them off. I can put them on, but they won't come off, Glenn. And it Did makes me cut them off? very panicked. No, I've had farm boy. I'm like, pull. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. It's like I've dumped buckets of powder into the boots. Apparently the your feet didn't lose off. weight. <laughs> no. And when they get hot, these boots, they won't come off and they're oak boots. And so They've got some doublings on here for like less than half price. So thank you. Save I told mine. you about the time when we had our tax shop. I used to be the one that had to try on boots. And there were two times we had to cut the brand new tall boots off the people because we could not get them off. Oh, my God. We had to, we actually had to cut them. And, of course, that's I mean, our I have loss. a boot jack and all that. Nothing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, because for some reason, ladies, you know, I, you, you would say, this is not fit you. We need to go up in size. But I'm not that size. Mm-hmm. And they'd want you to try this size on, and you'd try. It's water weight, Glenn. <laughs> so what do they got? Blankets, they got pants, they got riding breeches, they got... Okay, do yourself a favor. They have the dry shod Arctic Storm high boots. These are what I have. They're $184 normally. They're on sale for $107. Do it. But you'll... get a bigger size. <laughs> <laughs> This is not the ones that got stuck oh, okay. in my legs. Oh, okay. They're not the ones that got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> they even have Ariat boots on here. By the way, when when I go to uh, Dallas for Ada, the Ariat booth is enormous. There are more Western boots in the world than I ever imagined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just millions of Western boots. So yeah, you can go on here. They have helmets. They have uh, neoprene splint boots. They have There's some fringed chaps. Can those please make a comeback? God, I loved my fringed chaps. Have they ever gone away? People don't wear chaps anymore. Yeah, well, in the chaps. Western world, they do. You could start a trend, and well, you wouldn't be starting a trend in Oklahoma. Everybody in Oklahoma wears chaps. You'd be fine. Doesn't no, farm boy wear like, chaps? He has some chinks that he wears. Uh, what's the difference between chinks and chaps? Chinks just kind of cover the top of your thighs. It's to like if you're going through brush and stuff, uh, or getting barbed wire. He wears them because it keeps his legs warm because he's. You know, wearing and jeans. Chaps are the ones that just come the whole way down the leg. I'm like, you should get some winter breeches. Hello, they're super warm. <laughs> Sticky seats are the best. Have you ever gotten them to try a pair of breeches? Oh on? God, no. <laughs> we, you know, to be fair, I, I, we don't talk about stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> we, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't talk about fashion. Okay. <laughs> StatelineTech.com right now for clearance up to 75% off. Uh, sizes and quantities are limited. It says it almost on every ad. So. Oh, they have the ladies' coaches coat. One left in stock. That, that coat is. It is it size six? That'd be perfect for you. My, yeah. Uh, oh, dang. Extra large. Oh, wait, they have a medium. <laughs> 
Stop Anyhow. taking the hormones. You might fit it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go next to our guest. And it's brought to you by Daily Dose Equine Non-GMO Core Nutrition for Horses and Ponies of All Ages. And I saw a listener post about head shaking syndrome, which is we've talked about once in, in all the years we've been doing this show. So I went back to the archives in 2017, and we talked to a lady by the name of Pan Neff, who is the expert at head shaking syndrome, and I thought this might help our listener out, uh, and it also could help some of you out who've never heard of it, and but yet may have a horse that has it. So let's take a listen. Our next guest on the line, her name is Pam Neff, and she's going to talk to us about something called head shaking. Uh, I think I know what this is, but Pam, first of all, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Talk to us about what head shaking is. What is it? Well, it's actually, um, the term is uh, head shaking syndrome. And a syndrome um, is a collection of essential symptoms and uh, that consistently occur together. So um, horses normally shake their head with bugs and things like that where they uh, shake it horizontally, basically, um, side to side, and they'll twitch their ears and things like that. Head shaking uh, symptoms are different in the fact that um, they're, um, the, the main symptom that, that you will see is a what we call a tick, and it's a quick downward flick of the head. Sometimes it um, a little tingling happens on the horse's nose, and so you'll see them rub their nose and uh, sneeze, little pre-things to the actual tick. But the tick is a, a very um, uh, defining symptom um, for head shaking syndrome. Uh, some other um, signs that you see are... Um, this, this, and we also call it flicking, and it's like a bee goes up the nose. Uh, but you'll see stamping and snorting, and um, just the horse is completely preoccupied with their muzzle and their nose and their ears and their face. Um, so I had a horse that would stand out in the field. Um, for those listeners that have been with us for a long time, his name was Will, and he was he was older, and he had a one eye and he would stand out in the field and just like toss his head, but like, like do it in the way you're describing, which is like flick his nose out and in. And so I had it and it was compulsive. Like he would, he wasn't a very thrifty horse and he would do this while the other horses were grazing. What causes that? Um, we don't really know exactly um, there's a lot of things that people think causes it. Uh, there's probably 60 different things that people think cause head shaking, such as allergies and riding and the bridle and tack and wind, you know, um, wind or sunlight. And they think that these things actually cause the head shaking, but those things are actually triggers for the head shaking. So the, um, the, what we think right now is that um, there is a nerve, it's a cranial nerve, uh, cranial facial nerve that goes into the horse's face that has three branches. There's a um, 
ophthalmic branch, which goes around the eye. There's a maxillary branch that goes around the upper um, uh, lip and then the nose. And then there's a mandibular branch that goes where the jaw is. Um, these branches of, of the trigeminal nerve um, become highly sensitized, uh, electric kind of, um, due to different things. They're not really sure. Sometimes it could be a path like a injury. Uh, we call it neuropathology if there's an injury, and that can electrify the nerve. Um, it could be just a, a messaging thing that gets messed up from the brain to the nerve mm-hmm. a pathway. So mm-hmm. basically, the nerve becomes, we call it a loaded gun. So it's basically sitting there just waiting for something to set it off. And usually that, that is these things like allergies, vaccinations. Um, things that people think cause it, but those are really just triggers. And also we know because um, treatment of those things like allergies and antihistamines and um, other things like, you know, riding or not riding, it doesn't really make a difference. They still have it. So those treatments have been shown to not work, which shows that it's not related. Also, the way we know it was a trigeminal nerve related condition is because um, there was a study where they blocked the orbital nerve, which is the maxillary branch, and that um, blocked the symptoms. So we know for sure that branch is involved. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so that, that's really, and there's also, um, Dr. Madigan did a study that showed the conduction velocity is much higher and uh, the trigeminal nerve of a horse with head shaking syndrome. So it's just really important for people to understand this is a pathology. This is a, um, a, neuro- a neuralgia and um, neuropathic pain. And it's not, it comes out as behavioral because the horse is so obsessed with it and preoccupied, but it is not a behavioral issue. If you treat, like if one of the treatments that we have works for the horse, the horse will go from being, you know, unrightable and unhandleable, you know, just where their, you know, just their anxiety level is just so high. And if you give them a certain treatment like the dexamethasone pulse therapy or ciproheptity or something that works for them, then they will completely be the same horse they were before all this happened. We have a hackney pony that uh, does it and occasionally his isn't <clears throat> obsessive, but he will do it. And, Jennifer, uh, uh, here's one of your 50 reasons. <clears throat> Jennifer accredited it to, he really got, we live in Florida, so we have the fire ants, and I'm actually shocked they, their noses aren't bitten all the time by fire ants, to be honest. But he really got into them one day, and they got all over his muzzle, and they, you know, bit the heck out of him, and he was not a happy camper for a little while, and even swelled up. And she attributes that now to, which kind of almost goes along with your set, what you're saying if they did some damage there. Exactly. That was an injury to the nerve and that just triggered it off. And the bad thing about what happens with um, the trigeminal nerve is what we call wind up. So the nerve, the more it gets triggered, the more wound up it gets. Excuse me. And that's why you'll see different levels is because, you know, if the horses, if you do trigger avoidance treatment, which is the first recommended thing, just try to, you know, which is difficult, but I can talk people through it and help them with it. Um, and, but it's basically trying to avoid 
those triggers is the first thing you do when you see that your horse has this. And uh, that can help the windup start decreasing because uh, it will go down if, if those triggers are not there all the time and it will go up if they are. And, but, and what are some of the triggers? Sorry. Yeah. Um, so some of the triggers are, um, well, sunlight's a huge one for a lot of horses. And again, it depends on what branch is affected. It can be all three or it could be two or it could be one. If it's mostly the ophthalmic branch around the eye, then you're going to see the, um, uh, the, what they call the photic head shaker. And that's the horse that's going to be super sensitive to sunlight. So you can tell they usually <clears throat> try to stay in the shade. They uh, go under trees. That You can see a difference if you take them in and out of um, shade and sunlight. The minute you get them in sunlight, they um, start head shaking. And, um, excuse me, <clears throat> I have a bit of a frog in my throat this morning. Um, and so... Uh, that's a big one, and that's the one that we, first of all, we recommend trying the, a very high UV blocking mask and to try to stall the horse during the day mm-hmm. uh, to keep them out of the sunlight. And then other triggers are wind. Uh, stress is a huge trigger, um, so we try you know, to keep the stress level down. People think it's behavioral, and they continue to ride them, and they keep ramping up the lineup in the nerve, and then the horse becomes completely unrideable. So um, stress is really big, and um, all the other, I mean, on, if you go online, you can see the list of triggers or, and on my website. Well, and the website is headshakingsyndrome.com if you guys want to follow along with this, because I feel like you could describe, when you look at the levels, that could be a horse. You could describe so many horses with this, um, with this syndrome and some of their behavior. So like, uh, the mm, level exactly. one is there's nothing wrong. Level two rubs nose on stall or on his legs mm-hmm. and, uh, doesn't really mm-hmm. like grooming and just kind of sneezes a lot and just, and so mm-hmm. like the level two, I definitely have seen in one of the horses that I have, but then level three and four or five and six definitely ramp up considerably each time. Uh, Glenn, was there something yeah. you had? Yeah. I got a question from a listener here. She asks, uh, can you ask about weight loss with head, with head shaking? Do they, do you know, do they start to be harder keepers? I guess it depends on the level of it, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, the only ones might be if it's affecting the third branch, which is the uh, um, mandibular, that can affect the tongue and the throat. And so some of those horses are really sensitive to eating hay. And um, so, you know, I recommend wetting the hay, but that can be a bit of a problem, you know, if they're not eating hay. Right. And, and, uh, so does, and weaving is another listener question. Weaving is a completely separate thing or is that also considered in this batch? Weaving and grooming are considered stereotype, uh, typical, uh, behaviors. Um, it, there could be some crossover, but again, you have to go back to that. This is the trigeminal nerve and it's unique in the fact that it's, these particular facial nerves. 
You know, this is the best explanation I've heard, uh, or the most sensible explanation I've heard for especially what uh, what my pony is dealing with. You know, it just makes more sense that the nerve was affected because he doesn't do it all the time, and I can't quite picture when he does do it. Um, it, it just seems to be the rhyme or reason just isn't there for when he does do it. So, you know, and, and the fact that it's a nerve issue, I can kind of picture now. Right. And they, what happens, usually the progression is you'll see little signs like the the lower levels. I call them pre-head shaking signs sometimes. And of course, the difference between that and a normal horse and a a horse with head shaking syndrome is that the nose rubbing is much more violent and the sneezing is incessant and it's, uh, you know, happens a lot more often. And, um, you know, so you see all of those things ramping up. And uh, so as you see them ramping up, a lot of times, it, so there's a seasonality part. That's probably another question people would have because it seems like it happens in the spring. That's why vaccinations and allergies get blamed for a lot of it because it happens in the spring. But I also, there's head shakers that start in the fall and there's head shakers that had shaken in the winter. Um, so the majority is in the spring, but what I, what happens usually is if there's no treatment at all and stress and, and whatever the environmental factors and other factors, if they continue on, then the horse will continue to go more and more, have more and more periods without remission. So they'll start having symptoms more all year round. Gotcha. So, so no, no treatment. It's just kind of like with your particular horse, do your best to try to figure out which one of these triggers is causing the head shaking and then try to remove that trigger. Well, there's other ways to treat it too. I mean, that's the first thing that we usually try. Um, The second thing I usually recommend people, uh, you know, again, that, like a very high UV mass, but um, I also have people look at the environment. Um, some people that don't want to try medications, so I just say put them on an elimination diet. Dry lot is helpful in a lot of cases. Um, spring grass is very bad for head shakers because of all the sugar. That definitely makes it worse. Also, alfalfa, rye, clover are no-nos for head shakers. You know, you don't want to be feeding them any of that. I just recommend usually a very um, low starch grain, uh, just a grass hay and even mixes of grass hay, orchard, timothy, uh, that kind of thing. And um, uh, I kind of start off in that direction, just kind of eliminate. A lot of people start adding all these supplements and all these herbs and a lot of those things actually can aggravate head shaking. So I'd be really, really careful. I tell people to keep a diary, a really good diary, so that you know if you add anything and they get worse, you can kind of say, mm, probably that was aggravating it. And then also, you know, supplements. Um, you have to be careful, but there are some known things that do help. Magnesium is a huge one, and we, you know, most of us recommend uh, chelated magnesium because it's more bioavailable. I like Macrostore, but there's a lot of other ones. Um, 
vitamin D is um, in humans very helpful because humans have a very similar disorder. If you want to learn more about what your horse is experiencing, you can go look, um, uh, Google trigeminal neuralgia or uh, tick de la rue, but trigeminal neuralgia or facial pain. Um, and I actually work for the Facial Pain Association and we have a website and there's also a Facebook page. So you can get a lot of information off those. I also have a Facebook page too um, for for head shaking. But um, and omega-3s are um, anti-inflammatory such as flax and, and omega-3s. But I would try to keep it really simple to those supplements. Um, medications can be tried um, for the, the ones that have... Um, uh, the ophthalmic branch, cyproheptidine, the photic ones, that it can be very helpful. It can cause a little colic, so you have to um, uh, start it at a low dose and gradually increase. Um, on my website, I have treatments, my dex pulsing therapy, and you can see many other drugs that are tried uh, with that. And also, I just mentioned um, there's a lot of information on nose nets, so if you do want to try to ride your horse, and kind of see how they're doing and still keep them exercised. You can see if they can tolerate a nose and that start very slowly. Sometimes it's a little irritating. You want to walk them with it in hand and just let them get used to wearing it and then take it off at short periods and then gradually increase having them wear it. But it works off counter stimulation, just like when you stick your finger under your nose. If you're going to sneeze, it stops the sneezing. So touching the nose net to the horses that affects the, the, the middle and lower branches uh, can be effective so that you can ride your horse. Fantastic. This is such good information. You can go to headshakingsyndrome.com or the aforementioned Facebook pages to learn more. Pam, we have run out of time, but we sure do appreciate you coming in and talking about this. And, and it might be something that people are like, oh my gosh, my horse does that, or they're learning something new. So we do appreciate you coming on and talking about the head shaking syndrome. Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds has one, two, three, four different formulas that we're going to chat about very briefly today. First one on the list balances the needs of horses who need calories, but they also need a little bit of focus. What's that one called? Called Mass No Sass. They also have a formula that's going to balance the needs of a horse that needs a lot of energy because he is a high-performance competitor. What's that one? That one is called Freestyle Performance or Trail Mix. Because yes, trail horses can be high-performance animals. And for senior horses or horses who have dental issues... That one's called Senior. Tough to remember. And for those who want a top-quality, non-GMO feed, which is what all of Daily Dose Equine's feeds are, but they also have a really serious budget that they need, they need to stick to, what do, they ha- what do you have for them? We call that product Sweet and Safe. Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News. Yes, it is that time. And weird news just keeps happening. Much like really bad ads, they just keep coming. Keep having first world problems. I love to change this up, but it just it keeps happening. So sorry, you're going to hear it again. And if you want to participate in weird news, if you're ever like looking at the news and you're like, God, that is a weird story. Send it to JB at horseradionetwork.com. Send me the link. I would be happy to peruse it and use it just like I did for this week with Joe Lynn, Laureen, Brooke and Nancy. 
thank you guys all for sending your uh, que- your <laughs> not first world problems. Can sorry, I ask you a question news. before you start? What? How many stories do you have? Well, uh, well, I mean, I got a lot of them and I found a lot of them because I found some too. But um, I'm going to go with the one, two, three, four. Okay. And, and how many are not in Florida? Or are they all in Florida? Let's see. That is not. Not. Really? Not. And not. Oh my God. No Florida's today. It's a Florida free day. Wow. Oh, wait. Never mind. Never mind. Scratch that. (laughs) I got my first story in Tampa, Florida. (laughs) Missed it. Sorry. All right. Well, go ahead. I I found this one for you, Glenn, because you're getting on a plane today and you're flying out of what, Orlando? No, I'm flying out of Gainesville, actually. Gainesville. Okay. This happened in Tampa. All right. So, you know, you go through security with your carry-on and you put your carry-on in the little machine and they x-ray it. And um, this is like this woman, uh, what is her name? Uh, They don't name the traveler. A traveler, they call it. Traveler decided to put her luggage through the x-ray and they run it through and they're like, wait. What is that? Hey, hey, Bill, can you bring Linda? Y'all come over here. Look at this. I need some help figuring out what this is. And they run it back through and they run it through again. And they're like, no, 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 no. Can I guess? Oh, yeah. Can I guess? Can I guess? Who's going to open it? Yeah, go ahead. Paul, what do you think it was? Um, it's got to be an animal of some sort. Baby alligator. Close. Actually, well. close. Um, they 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 couldn't open the container. They had to have the uh, person come over, which they don't usually do. And and they're like, uh, well, could you could you tell us what what that is? Uh, that's Bartholomew. <laughs> Bartholomew, yes, Bartholomew. Uh, and uh, what is uh, why are you bringing Bartholomew through airport security in the X-ray machine? Uh, Bartholomew is my emotional support snake. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he loves being packed in the luggage. (laughs) A four foot boa constrictor was in a carry on bag (laughs) through TSA. What happened? What happened? What happened? Um, they, they were snakes on a plane, snakes on a plane. (laughs) Did you know you're not allowed to have carry on snakes because of that reason? Because they are too easy to get away and they can find all these nooks and crannies. Now they are allowed. Okay. So it says in 2020, the TSA ruled that airlines could treat emotional support animals as regular pets, not service pets, which means their presence on a plane would be subject to the same rules and fees as regular pets. So instead of like paying the fee, uh, they were just trying to sneak it in in their carry-on. Why? Why are you taking an emotional... T- How is a snake emotional? You know what? I don't want to know. That's your business. But <clears throat> apparently, a large number have, of pets have been spotted by TSA x-ray machines at airports, <clears throat> including a dog and a cat. Impact in the luggage? In carry-on <laughs> luggage. Please Those people should away. go to jail. <laughs> yeah. um, actually, what they said is, you can't bring this snake through here. And she's like, fine. And like, took it back to her car. I don't know. Did she leave it in her car? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't so even know what she's she. It's just a traveler. Story. I was just guessing it was a woman. <laughs> anyway, enjoy your Florida flying today, Glenn. People in front of you could have a snake. I don't think after if anybody's ever seen that movie, they do not want any snakes on planes in any way, shape, or form. I never saw that. I, I got enough from the preview. <laughs> yeah, I, you I, don't want to see it. Definitely don't want to see it. No. Okay. 
this is a weird story, but it's kind of cool. And anybody who watches Good Morning America probably saw it. I've, this is from Good Morning America's website. Annie Jo Scott and Effie Rose Scott. Why is that? Uh, somebody had twins. Like, it's a, what's the big deal? Well, they're fraternal twins. Okay. Which means they don't look alike. So Annie Jo and Effie Rose. Uh, uh, by the way, they named it Effie. I wonder if they were like freaking twins. <laughs> <laughs> Second one, newborn twin sisters who will forever have a unique birth story to tell. Why is that? Annie Jo was born at eleven fifty-five p.m. on December thirty-first, twenty twenty-two. Effie Rose. This has got to be why they called her Effie because she was born at twelve oh one on January first of twenty twenty-three. <laughs> so twins are now. Different days and different birth years. <laughs> you imagine? That's why they never Effie. They're like, come on, Effie. Why'd you have to screw things up? <laughs> so does that mean one gets to go to school before the other? I think, you no, know, because September 1st is usually the school start. Oh, okay. um, but if it was the thoroughbred, one yeah, would be one already. <laughs> one would only be a baby. That's true. If uh, it was a thoroughbred, sorry. they'd be pushing those suckers back in until uh, 1201. What? What so, baby? Yeah, I didn't right. see a baby. I didn't born. see a baby. There's <laughs> <laughs> no baby. Um, Scott and her husband, Cliff, are from Denton, Texas. They were expecting their daughters to arrive on January 11th. And uh, she had gone to a checkup, and they were like, mm, you're not going anywhere and uh, the couple realized that their first children could be the first their children could be the first new year's babies and apparently that's a big deal to have the first baby yeah. of the year um gotta be close gotta be close but yep they were born different days and different years i thought that was cool <laughs> what do we say about animals in australia they're all out to kill you yeah, exactly. Everything in Australia tried to kill you. Well, this one might not kill you, but it'll it'll hurt you. Unless, of course, it's just, you know, this woman, she has a new puppy. And she lives in Hobart, Australia. And it's just a new little puppy. And so what she does um, when she has a puppy, she's trying to potty train the puppy. And so what she does is she keeps the back door open. Don't do that in Australia. What are you doing? So Puppy has toys like Homer here. He has toys everywhere. He just, if he walks in, he's going to chew something. I would rather be a toy. Uh, so she has some toys all over the house. And she has a plush Tasmanian devil plush toys. Okay. Oh, and no. uh, see how this, where this is going. And so she decides to <laughs> clean up a little bit. <laughs> She goes and she picks up the little, you know, the chewy bone and she goes over and she picks up the the fluffy giraffe and then she walks over to pick up the Tasmanian devil toy. Oh, God, that's not a toy. She said her quote is, I went to reach for it and the devil shot underneath the couch. (laughs) (laughs) The Tasmanian devil, fun fact, is the world's largest carnivorous marsupial. It grows to around the size of a large house cat. She was so shocked. She screamed out loud. Her kids and husband had already gone to bed. They all come running out. What is that? What is it? Um, her husband ended up having to get a broom. And apparently, um, Tasmanian devils are known to fly into a rage when threatened by a predator. So they're like, she's like, yeah, they're oh, vicious they creatures. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, they're Tasmanian. They they're look not like Tasmanian large rats. angels. 
They look like big rats. Yeah. yeah. So she I was like, opened the door and her husband like got a broom and like swept him out of the house and reminded me of a farm boy with the bird in his house. You know, who yeah. knows what happened in that time? Only me, the bird and Jesus. You know? <laughs> it was her and her husband and the devil and Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> They're apparently really nasty, like really nasty. Um, yeah. That's so why they did a TV. That's why they did a comic series about them. She did what I would have done, which is she gathered all her children and they all climbed up on top of the kitchen table. Yeah, exactly. And the husband <laughs> had to use the broom to get it out. Get it out, get it out. <laughs> he needed she, chaps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He needs some jinks. Um, she said, we were concerned that if he or she was cornered and scared that they would bite somebody. Yeah, I no kidding. I of my life. But to be honest, I think the poor thing was more terrified of us. She actually did share a clip of it running around the house, going under tables and all that. But uh, it didn't get hurt. They actually got it out safe and sound. And now the dog needs to not have the door open anymore. Okay, which would you rather have? You only could pick one. Uh, would you rather have a wayward snake in your house or a wayward Tasmanian devil? Tasmanian devil. Yeah, I'm with you. Because I'll make it friends with me and it'll love me. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> uh, 911, what's your emergency? Uh, yeah. Hi, hi. I'm in Shepherdsville, Kentucky, and there is a man that is standing outside of m- my neighbor's house, and he is naked. I mean, he's got a robe that's like covering part of his body, but he's exposing himself and he has a hose between his legs. Okay. (laughs) I need someone to come out here and respond. Okay, ma'am. We've got your address. We're going to send somebody on out. Officers arrived at the Shepherdsville home to find a National Lampoon's Christmas vacation cousin, Eddie Mannequin. (laughs) (laughs) Decoration. I was going to say, this is like at a National Lampoon. (laughs) A hat, cigar, mirror, holding what appeared to be an orange hose. (laughs) It's full, Clark, except for he didn't say it. (laughs) Apparently, the officers thought it was hilarious and took selfies with it. I bet they did. (laughs) That's the most fun they've had in a month. (laughs) Shepherdsville Police Chief Rick McCubbin said, I never don't mumming around here. Uh, Keeney, who is her house, she says, everybody has a cousin Eddie in their family. Everybody. And I just want people to have a good Christmas and get a good laugh. Maybe you should have let your neighbor know that there's going to be a mannequin naked outside in black socks and a rope. (laughs) I swear, the most quoted movies of all time have to be the National Lampoon movies. Or, uh, yeah, they have to be. I swear, probably at least... 75% 75% of the conversation that Chad and I have is movie quotes. We just talk back and forth in movie quotes. I'm like, I'm like kind of nerd. Is National guy. Lampoon uh, one of the, one of the collection? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That <laughs> quote that I just said, it's full Clark. <laughs> oh, and then Mighty Python too. If you're old enough to remember the Mighty Python movies, there was a ton of quotes in the day about all from the Mighty Python movies. Chad and Lucas watched those. Chad showed Lucas all those. Lucas was hilarious. And he I'm did? Like, this is so... Oh, God, he loved it. Because they're very dated. It. I mean, they're kind of dated, so... Like, I, I'm like, this is the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> and I would like to be cool enough to like it, but I'm just not cool enough, I guess, to like... Do you know what they're bringing back? And I just read about this because uh, somebody from Big Bang is in it as the judge, and that's Night Court. 
What? Remember? What was the guy's name? The actor who played the judge? He died. Harry something. Yeah, he died. Uh, they're oh, playing it as his daughter. And John Larroquette's in it, by the way. Is he still the sleazy lawyer? He's still going to be in it. And um, the uh, Bernadette from Big Bang Theory is going to play uh, the going to play Margo. the judge's daughter, who now takes over for his spot in Night Court. So it's going to be Night Court, but they're playing it like uh, his daughter's taking over as the judge. So it's got potential. We'll I see. I keep trying to watch Big Bang, man. I keep trying every time it's on. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, and just. The laugh track is so It's not annoying. a laugh track. There it were 200 is, people in the no audience. Way. I was in the studio Every watching. There's, there, no, they're, Every they're line in the studio. Does uh, not make people scream with laughter, Glenn. Uh, it does it's when it's funny. Thing. It's just it's you don't know what's funny. It's not a thing. Does. Now, Big Night Court had a laugh track, so there might be a laugh track in this new one. I don't know. D- uh, oh, the, I did does Big Bang, and it comes up have a laugh track. No, they had a live studio audience. Sorry. No. Yes. It is. I just, I listened to the entire book that was written about the series, just finished it. And I was in the studio. I am a witness. But anyway, we're talking about Night Court. There is no way that people laugh like that unless they're giving them cocaine when they're walking in. (laughs) Night Court, coming up. It comes out January 17th. So I want to try it. We'll see how it is. I did like ghosts, but again, no lap tracking ghosts. Yeah, ghosts was good. I thought the second season actually did pretty well. I, I haven't they- finished second season yet. Oh, you haven't? Well, no. get to it. You know, if you'd sleep at night and wear socks, you wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do with anything, weirdo? <laughs> All right. Uh, let's call it a day. We're going to be hanging around just for a couple minutes with the auditors. Jamie has something to tell us. Uh, and then we'll see if I have to edit it out. So that's coming up. Oh, God. <laughs> Probably. We'll be back here on Friday. Get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. 